This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. talk about here with Mr. Hardy as we settle back in continuing hour two of the program. JJ Hunt uh, supposed to join us. We're having some troubles. They're having some electricity issues where he is in Mexico. Uh, we'll see if anything changes, but at the moment, got to put him on hold, Grant. So I, I'm sorry I had to tease you before the break telling you about all these images that he's going to paint for us and the pictures and descriptions. We may not get them today, but let's yeah. see what we, uh, what we can do. No worries. Um, we'll How's uh, this one going for you with this uh, this training and having fun for people wondering, you know, okay, Rummy was there. Okay, oh, no, well, sort of, you know, she's one of those days <laughs> where she's in and out technologically. Uh, but you're joining us. This is the second day in a row and looking for the feedback. We'll get that to that kind of thing with you. But how has settling in as a co-host on the show been? Honestly, it's been a lot of fun. I feel like this is the... Kelly and Ramia sort of party, you know, that uh, I've gotten a VIP invite to. No, I'm kidding. No, it's been a, it's been a <laughs> lot of fun. It's it's a lot of work doing what you guys do every single day. Uh, you know, you guys, there's a lot of pressure you guys have. Uh, but hopefully it's been going well for you guys. And I feel like I'm kind of stepping into this not too bad here. Well, of course, we feel like we're not giving you some of the, the, the feedback or maybe even hopefully we're doing it, but uh, not intentionally not giving you some of maybe the support and guidance, but you're jumping right in here, feet right in full and, and doing a great job. Grant, people who have been following the show before we even went to uh, television and, and being mm. an audio show um, know that you're producing on the show, that you've come on and doing our headlines and report for us. So that's been what we what people who are familiar with our show know. But you, like Beth, also come from the history of AMI-TV. Not new to the block, you guys certainly aren't, doing AMI this week. I'm curious, with AMI Week being a distance away, a show that we still see on AMI-TV uh, in reruns, but for you, making this shift and doing things on a live basis, um, it's different, isn't it? It's different, and I have to tell you that I have just become so into this show this this really feels like family you know what you guys have here is is really cool and that live element like it it adds a little bit of pressure but i love that we can just get stuff out there we can get an interview on you know tomorrow and let people hear a guest who's who's really really cool and you know we just roll with it and in the end uh i think that everything usually works out Great. How about you? You're also from the ATW uh, era there. Yeah. So for me, Grant, because broadcasting has been something I've loved since I was a kid. When I went to broadcast mm. radio school, we did everything live, of course. It was what was in the blood. I had to go the other way and learn how to take five. Let's That's do that right. again. Take 23 and kind of feel comfortable. Also to worry about the background. Well, okay, stand over here because we want people to see that beautiful look behind you, Kelly. <laughs> Almost more important than you. But the bottom line <laughs> is, <laughs> as you made the shift, and and I I was when we started, it was very new. AMI was new to doing the TV thing altogether when I started doing television, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go out there and embarrass the company in any way. But I knew in my heart, I I don't have any TV experience. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So. 
it was beyond mailing it in. You really just hoped and, and prayed. So got the experience, got to work on Blindsided, the, the show that the, we created and uh, started to evolve that into a series, um, come up with some ideas for shows, as well as be a reporter on, um, on uh, AMI This Week. And when I started... I was the national reporter, so I got to check out different places and go and report on some stuff. I, re I distinctly remember doing a blind hockey puck um, special, if you want to call it that, where we were following along the creation of a blind hockey puck, and I went to NC State in North Carolina, and it was just a whole bunch of stuff as we went for a few days to cover that and, and some other events that were going on. So definitely had some experiences, and I think for yourself... You guys were in what I consider yourself, um, Bethany, Alex. Uh, mm. You guys really had a, a job to do that was pretty phenomenal and unique. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the greatest things about AMI is that they they really try to represent every location. It'd be so easy just to do everything out, you know, out of Toronto or whatever, but it's important to go to like Vancouver Island or Kelowna, you know, Brandon, Manitoba, wherever it is, and empower ourselves by learning about uh, a lot of cool and different stuff and that's that's the way that's the way we've been doing it for years it seems like it's worked out really well I think so and it was a lot of fun and had uh, so much place to do and right now we've got so many of these great relationships with production companies we'll talk a little more about this with John Melville he's on the program tomorrow ah, during yes. the round table so got to kind of ask John a few questions along that line when we when we get chatting with him but it's tremendous to really stop and take those few moments. And Grant, one of the things since you and Beth have joined the team, we know that uh, in less than a month, we've got a particular event as we're so excited to talk a little bit about people being a part of a live studio audience, meaning the opportunity we have for this show, folks. We're taping a special episode of Kelly and Ramya, and it's going to be airing in prime time uh, at a future date. It hasn't been set yet. We're looking for around 50 individuals and Seats are filling up, folks. Uh, if you live in the Toronto area and would like to participate, email us at uh, info at uh, ami.ca, info at ami.ca, to, to hold a spot or to get at least some answers to your questions. We have some tremendous prizes. Example, five $50 Tim Hortons gift cards. We have, oh, I better not forget this one, folks, <laughs> two $500 Apple cards to give away, Ooh. and everybody also will receive a gift bag from us, you know, kind of some swag from the Kelly and Rumya show. But also why I'm bringing this up right now um, is because Grant and Beth will be there. We'll talk more about that in a little while, Grant. I'd kind of love to know your feeling on that. But J.J. Hunt does join us from Mexico. J.J., I'm going to dive phone. right in with you, sir. Welcome. Where are you anyway? Great. Can you got me, JJ? In, uh, we're trying. Uh, I'm in the city of Oaxaca, um, where Oaxaca. we have just experienced a power outage. So, you know, I had a beautiful setup inside my Airbnb. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and then the power went out here in Oaxaca, Mexico. So I'm now outside with my cell phone uh, with, oh. with all of my neighbors. Everyone's trying to get some cell phone service. So oh, good to my chat good with you. Heavens. Hi, everybody. Uh, JJ, tell us about the scenery in Oaxaca. Like, I, 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 this is tremendous of what you're bringing us today. Let's see if he's got signal to hear me. JJ, you want to tell us a little bit about the scenery? 
I don't. Yeah, well, Oaxaca is an, oh, an amazing, an, an amazing city in uh, in the south of Mexico, near uh, Acapulco, on that same coast, and uh, I'm in. The, uh, sounds like I'm. Sounds like I'm coming in and out, my friend. Sure yeah, does. You are. A little shaky. A little shaky. Sounds like I'm freezing up. Yeah. Oh, I can hear you. We got you now. You want to continue? So not far from Acapulco. <laughs> this is life on the road. You know, you, you try and be the, uh, you know, the reporter uh, away from home. And this is the kind of stuff you got to handle sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we've got you now. I mean, it just, it's got to be hard being in Mexico, chilling out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Hey, <laughs> Can you... All right. Well, I'll do my best to describe a little bit of what of what Oaxaca is all about. Oaxaca is a, is the capital city. Uh, Oaxaca City is the capital of the, of the state of Oaxaca, and it's a, a beautiful city, packed with murals. There's a mural behind me. The buildings are all painted glorious colors. There are pinks and blues and turquoise buildings, and there are, uh, hanging overhead right now are ribbons ribbons that are uh still left over as part of the decorations from day of the dead which we've just explored and celebrated uh here in oaxaca and across mexico so it's an amazing city to explore visually there's just so much going on i've been here about two two and a half weeks and i haven't quote unquote done anything i've just wandered <laughs> around looking at uh at buildings taking pictures of street art um but i haven't done anything i haven't gone to a museum i have well that's not true i did go to mexican wrestling i went to some lucha libre so uh but aside from that it's just been about uh, exploring and following the bands that are uh you know parading around the city at night playing music and uh, it, it's 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 been extraordinary. I've been having a uh, having a blast, Kelly. How do how do we get this gig, Kelly? It's, it sounds I pretty know. sweet. I want. <laughs> I know he does well. Hey, listen. Can you tell tell us a little bit about? And I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. The uh, ofrendas or all altars? Yeah. The, that's right. The ofrendas. So for Day of the Dead. And again, this is a this is an outsider's point of view. I'm a Canadian, not a Mexican. This is an, an observational understanding of, of of Day of the Dead. But the Day of the Dead centers around the idea that you can entice those who have passed, friends and family who have passed, you can entice them back to this mortal realm if you lay out an altar, a beautiful ofrenda. And so mm. people put ofrendas in their houses, in the, in, in public squares, in in, in their offices. And these are, um, yeah, small altars that are filled with very specific items. So you've got to have a photograph um, so that the person can can come through. You've got to have marigolds. Marigolds are a beautiful orange-like, you know, pom-pom bursts of, of, of flowers. They're just amazing. And they're all over the place. And you put uh, marigolds on the ofrenda. You make possibly make an arch out of marigolds. Um, and one of the things that that does is creates a, um, like a portal, a gateway between the afterlife and the mortal realm. And then you put wow, out some that's... of the favorite things of the people you're trying to get back. 
for the night of celebration. So the favorite foods, the favorite drinks of people who have passed. And this will hopefully entice them back into your house or into the cemetery for one night of celebration. That's Day of the Dead. That's my understanding of Day of the Dead anyway. That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. What would you compare this holiday to, JJ? Well, it's interesting. I mean, it's 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 starting to get a little bit of a mashup with Halloween, um, but that's not it. That's more about the some of the aesthetics that are the, that are crossing over more than the actual holiday itself. Like the the traditions of the holiday, this idea of of being able to celebrate with your uh, with loved ones who have passed is really quite lovely and 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 can be a little bit somber. But over time, what's happened is that it's become a massive party. And then the Halloween influence has come into it. So some people don't just dress up in traditional Day of the Dead uh, costumes or traditional Indigenous clothing. Some people are also dressing up as just pop culture Halloween costumes. And so there's a bit of a mashup with Halloween. But at its core, at its root, there's something really quite sweet and lovely about it, which is a focus on those who have passed. And so you you think about the things that are important to them, you gather the things that are important to them, their favorite foods, their favorite drinks, uh, and then that is to bring them back. So you might actually go, I went to the cemeteries, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and you can walk around the cemeteries where families are setting up and cleaning up gravestones and, and setting up for a night of hopefully welcoming um, those who have passed. Uh, you know, back for celebrations. That's a more private kind of personal um, family way to celebrate as opposed to um, uh, these public parties. And I got to tell you guys, the parties all night long. There are bands, there are these banda bands that play uh, like 20 piece horn and drum bands and they roam the cities at night. And I mean, literally all night long playing extraordinarily loud and raucous and joyful music. I'm kind of now of the opinion that every positive thing that happens in my life should be accompanied by band of music because <laughs> it is just like, it's glorious. It's fantastic. Well, I wow. think so too. We've we've yeah. missed we miss out on having these like massive bands. This is not something that really happens a lot in this here in this day and age. So that's that's incredible. That's true. We're ours are shrinking in the parades and everything. But what I love, JJ, before we let you go, is the fact that when you compare how we you know feel about death and and you know we mm-hmm. it's very very private here in our countries. Whether you're at the cemetery, whether you're at the funeral home, or just your own personal memories of the individuals you've lost, and here and other parts of the world, there's a wonderful celebration with privacy and dignity as well. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And there are there are those who choose to to be very private about 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 everything and stay in their homes and have private dinners and, and, you know, make a big personal private feast. But then you can also go out into the streets and and party and celebrate and dance and play music and get dressed up like you wear the face paint of a skeleton or you dress up like a very specific character that are part, that's part of the tradition. And, uh, and in, in some ways, some people might find it a little bit morbid, but honestly, I, I never have, it has never struck me as such, uh, yeah, here yeah. it just seems to be it's understood yes Death comes and i think life that's, and uh, and that's so we're gonna we're gonna make the best of it. 
I think you got it there, man. It's understood. JJ, enjoy the rest of the visit. Thanks a lot for taking time. I'm sorry today's a rough one, but it's been a bit of a rough time, I know, lately there with since the hurricane. JJ Hunt joining us on the program out in Mexico, obviously, as usual, painting great pictures. Please join us for our travel chats with JJ on the third Wednesday of the month. Grant and I will step aside for a moment. Kevin Shaw will be with us to continue our series on business etiquette on focus, though, on digital etiquette when we return after this. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.